Oh, wow, you can also sh stream on Twitch. Oh. I'll have to figure that another time. Well, I'll do that later, actually. But, um, yeah, it's frustrating. You can't test things out on stereo because if you go live, it automatically pairs you with a stranger. And I don't want to talk to a stranger. <laughs> I know. I was just thinking, are, are we actually podcasting now or is this still oh, pre-podcast? Yeah, uh, <laughs> well, well, well let, we, should, we should kick off the show first, I guess. So Okay, let's kick it off. Right? All right. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening again. This is a uh, good old Sunday hangout episode. Uh, once again, no agenda. Just hanging out with Alex and catching up, see what's new. And this week, uh, like the past few weeks, we're trying to do it on stereo. So if you download the app on Android or iOS, you can tune in live and listen to us in terrible audio quality or wait for the good stuff maybe a week later. <laughs> but the, the upside to tuning in on stereo is you can send in your audio questions or comments and then we'll play it back in the actual podcast. So that's the, the one thing that I'm trying to aim for and we'll see if it takes off or not. But anyway, how you doing, Alex? Um, well, you ever have those days where like, you just feel really annoyed, but you're not exactly sure why. You're just like, <laughs> I just feel annoyed with everything. I think that was me and yesterday. Like, <laughs> I, was, I was having an annoying yeah, day. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't, I don't know why it is. I'm just like, even the smallest things, I'm just like, ah, this app. Like, what do these people know? Making a phone app for recording. Like, can't even use my wired headphones. But like, why am I? <laughs> right, just little things annoying care. you. <laughs> And then sometimes like nothing's actually annoying me, but I f have the feeling of being annoyed. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what is this about? Why am I feeling like this? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. Strange times. I'm, uh, I guess that's all I have to say. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's read it in the podcast now. <laughs> okay. No, I'm, uh, I'm just um, copying our link so I can send it out on okay. Twitter. Um. You can join Alex and me live on stereo if you want. Or not. That's fine. You know, this stereo this stereo app is funny to me because whenever it was uh it's <laughs> it's like I was in a the call with you or whatever and then you left and then what it said is It was matching you. Like your you know well it was, but it said like, you know, uh Rob has left but we can find you someone else to talk to. And it made me think like, is this like the ultimate, like, um, I don't know if it's like narcissist tool or like, you know, those people who like talk and talk and talk and don't like, don't really know when to like wrap it up or uh -huh. like can't read other people. It seems like they would love this app. Like I, <laughs> I want to like recommend this app to those people and so that they can get on it. And it's like when someone has to go, they just leave and they're like, but don't worry, we can find you someone else to talk to. <laughs> and they just can talk all day. <laughs> just like fill in the day. blanks. <laughs> I just, I don't know. And it also made me think of like um, Fahrenheit 451. How so? Because in that, in that uh, book, there's uh, there's this thing they have in their houses called the parlor, uh -huh. and it's like I think it's like video screens all in their wall, yeah, and it's like fake people that you can just interact with on your wall and gossip with and stuff. Oh right! And I was like, I think that's what this app is. It's just 
parlor, but like a really early alpha version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not to be confused. So you don't with, even need real friends anymore. Not to be confused with the app called Parlor. Right, right. Well, that also is similar, I think, because it's just like, here, come to this site where everyone just agrees with you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's kind of what the parlor is also in Fahrenheit 451. It's just like, you know, there's never any drama. It's always just like people gossiping, but it's not like no one gets upset at each other. Oh, in the right, parlor right. It's something made to just pacify you. You just sit in your own home and talk to these fake people that and not agree with you and want to gossip about other people. Right. And, and to not, not be intellectually stimulated by discussion, which is I think kind of the juxtaposition right. with, you know, they've burned all the books. So here have this thing. Yeah. So I feel like when they called it parlor there, if they, if they have any knowledge of that book, they're kind of like trolling all their own users. <laughs> like, <laughs> like maybe I'm, I'm sure hey, it's probably the original the space where you won't be stimulated to think, you know, about facts <laughs> anyway. Yeah. We don't have to go down that road too far. It's probably the original, you know, regular meaning of parlor where people just hang out and talk. But yeah. <laughs> I like the 1984 <laughs> or the Fahrenheit 451 spin on it. Yeah. 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 So that's what we're doing right now, Rob. We're in this stereo app and we're just we just finding people to talk to. Right. That's all it is. Just, just vapid conversation. We'll see where it goes. That's pretty much our podcast. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, it's kind of like Tinder for podcasting because I just accidentally swiped right, and it's like, "Would you like us to find you a new partner?" <laughs> and I was yeah. like, "That's that sounds just like Tinder." <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> and it even has the swiping. One. Yeah, <laughs> it does. Oh man. Uh, yeah. So watch out, Rob. I might decide to trade up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh man. It'd be so weird if your if your podcast was just like a randomized host. Yeah, I think I would hate that. <laughs> yeah, because I even tried I tried meditating using Headspace yesterday, mm-hmm. and I tried using they have like new people on it. So Andy is like the main guy. He's right. like the guy who founded Headspace, and I've been listening to Andy for like I don't know a year and a half. And he's got a and, Netflix show now. Oh, that's right. Yeah. But anyway, there's another person on there. I think her name is Eve. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll give Eve a shot, you know? And I like, turned it on. And within like 30 seconds, I was like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to Andy. Yeah. Can't handle this because that's part of the comfort of it is, you know, hearing the same people's voices. Yeah. You get associated with that voice. And just like, you know, there's, um, there's just tons of, you know, mindfulness and Buddhist talks and stuff out there. But um, I don't really listen to it anymore. But. There was this one podcast um, hosted by Gil Fransdahl. Um, it's not really a podcast, actually. It's more of like a recording of his kind of teachings. But anyway, I just got so used to that guy's mm. voice. And then I like was like, oh, let me dabble in some other, you know, kind of Buddhist podcasts or whatever. And um, it was just too weird. But it's, you know, you're not necessarily learning anything particularly different. It's just the different voice and not used to that. Especially if it's anything like a guided meditation. Right, right. But even when I'm just listening to like Lave Radio, the Elite Dangerous podcast, mm-hmm. and like uh, Phoenix Defia isn't, he's not hosting it. It's like one of the people I'm like, oh, this is weird. Like I, my whole like listening experience is thrown off because it's a different host, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
It's also really jarring on that show when there's like an American on. Yeah, because they're all like, British. You know, everyone's, yeah, they're all British. And all of a sudden there's like this Yankee talking and you're like, who's this joker? And you're like, oh, wait, I'm I'm American. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you're so used to the accents that, yeah, you forget. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I feel like this guy must not know what he's talking about because he's not British. <laughs> Which is how I feel about British people in general. I'm like, oh, listen to that voice. They must know what they're talking about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where did that come from? Why do we feel that way? Well, I don't, I mean, just to make up total history uh, out of nothing, um, my assumption is just kind of like... That's what we do here, Rob. Yeah, just I, I've, I have no foundation for this hypothesis at all, but I'm just kind of imagining that, you know, through our history, like we kind of have our own culture or whatever, but Britain is sort of the OG or like the more they've been around longer and more authoritarian, you know, like they've got these, mm. uh, these institutions like Oxford and Cambridge that have been around for longer than our country has. And, um, so maybe we kind of got used to hearing, uh, things like science, uh, you know, and philosophy coming from the British perspective. Um, not that yeah. there weren't American philosophers or whatever. Again, I'm making all this up, but I, I'm, I'm kind of guessing that it just had something to do with like, they were the original or they're kind of like the parents in terms of our history. And, um, so maybe we kind of see mm-hmm. that more of as an outside knowledgeable source. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's our, I mean, I think you're right about that. I think that like in general, I'm, I have more affinity for people with accents though, than people that are like speaking with an American English accent. And I think that like, like, so if, even if someone like anywhere in the world is speaking English in a different accent, I like, give them more credence somehow. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if that's just like imposter syndrome, just like totally manifested in a meta way of like, oh, this person like has a different lived experience than me. I bet they like, no, <laughs> you know, no. Right. Like have a way more like in-depth understanding of life than I do. Cause I'm just like a American consumer, man. Like, what do I know? I'm a, you know, right. I don't know if that makes any sense, but or even how I feel. maybe maybe not the uh, maybe not British people, but like you're saying, if you're speaking to you know someone f- from another country and they have an accent, right away, you know, one of the first things I think of is, wow, this person speaks multiple languages, so they're already in like another category True. of intelligence than uh, you know the average person you might meet. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I don't know. Not that you have to be a genius to learn another language. Most of these people just learn it, you know, in grade school, unlike us. But, um, but yeah, it kind of has this impression of, oh, okay, you, you're reasonably intelligent. Like, you're over here in another country speaking a second or third language, and, uh, you know, <laughs> here I am talking to you in my, right. like, native, most comfortable language. I don't know. Yeah. It's very interesting. Anywho, what's, uh, what's been new? Trying to think. When's the last time we we hung out? It was Wednesday, right? Yeah, we did the Elite Dangerous uh, podcast Wednesday. Mm-hmm. That was fun. Yeah, uh, Rob, you did some excellent editing <laughs> on that. I guess we didn't. That was two weeks ago, Wednesday, wasn't it? Oh yeah, two, two podcasts. But, but we can pretend it was last Wednesday. No, that was our last one. Was okay. Uh, sure. Was that yeah? 
And I don't know. I feel like quite Matthew a bit of McConaughey editing. trapped in the Tesseract. I just don't really understand like where I'm at in my timeline right now. <laughs> <laughs> You're pulling on strings. Oh, so that's that's a deep that's a, a a deep cut reference from Interstellar for those of you who are fans. Yeah. Um, no, I uh, yeah, not a lot's happened. Um, I've been doing more project management training. I was applying to jobs and such. Um, yeah. Oh, I installed cool. my projector at home. That was a major accomplishment. Ooh, awesome. Um, and hung a tapestry. I had to drill into brick, mm. which made me deeply uncomfortable, but apparently is a really common thing to do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> feels, it feels wrong, though. <laughs> it does, yeah. But it was mostly a success. Uh, I had to go buy a hammer drill. Hmm. Um, Never heard of that. Which is like a drill that also pulses so that you can drive things more effectively. Mm. Um, so you almost have to, you can't just like use a regular hand drill to drill under brick usually. You need like something that's also hammering at the same time. Oh, so it's like it hits it, it and, and then and then it pulls it out and then it hits it and pulls like, you know, the drilling. Yeah, motion. it's like an, an, right. It's like a super high speed jackhammer. Right. That's miniaturized and in your hand. <laughs> Um, you don't even feel it jackhammering. It's going so fast. It goes like 45,000 times a second or something. It was something ridiculous like that. Or t- per minute, per minute. Whoa. So it's like a Sonicare toothbrush. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. So, yeah, that was fun. Put that up. Uh, That's cool. I don't think I have a tapestry. Yeah, the house is coming together, you know. Is it a, a significant tapestry or... I'm just, I, that doesn't seem like a common thing for people to have. Yeah, well, it's not, it's, uh, it's like a string, it's a tapestry made of strings. So imagine like you had, um, like, I don't know, 200 pieces of yarn, mm-hmm. um, and they're all like two feet long, and then you laid them all right next to each other mm-hmm. in front of you, like, and so they made like a little, almost like a sheet of paper, because uh-huh. they just were laid and bunched together. And then you like dyed an image on that hmm. and then you tied each of those strings to like a wooden rod so that now they're all hanging mm-hmm. one right next to the other and that that creates an image oh. right that's like what the tapestry is and uh we got it for a wedding gift cool um and it's it's really beautiful it's got um the reason i like it is because it it has a like a beachfront image with uh, there's uh, there's some mountains in the background which doesn't really compute with what i'm about to say but uh, the beach is like a part of Chicago that I really miss, so it's like mm. that like make, gives me some affinity for it. Yeah, um, yeah, it's really beautiful though. That's nice. I was I was picturing you know like a medieval tapestry of you know some Battle of Normandy or something. I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, Th- those are <laughs> that more would like, be a little weird. Those are have. like like almost like rugs that, on a wall. They're so you know intricate. Exactly. Yeah. Now, I do have uh, two, three Chinese tapestries. Um, we bought oh, really? one while we were in China. They're small, though. They're like only like a foot wide and about four feet long. Mm. And they like hang, you know, from like a nail. Mm-hmm. Um, I got that one. And then we got one for our a housewarming gift from Jaylene's grandma, which is like a deep red or bright red color and has a Chinese symbol for luck on it. Mm. Uh, it's like a similar size four feet by one feet. And then when we got married, we got one that's huge. It's like the size of like a, a, like a quilt or something, you know, for like a 
let's say like a double bed, <laughs> just to give you a size reference. And uh, we actually built a frame for it. Um, so we got like pieces of oak and like uh, like thin pieces. Like imagine you got like a couple yardsticks and then you trapped that uh, tapestry in between them, uh, like one corner of it, and then like screwed that together mm-hmm. and then did the same thing on the other side. So we just built our own little frame and, and hung that up in our uh, in our bedroom. So nice. Yeah, I need to I need to get some more home decor going on. I've got I got a lot of pictures. I guess <laughs> that's kind of our thing. But um, but yeah, just like different mediums would be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, tapestries would be it's great nice you for, like, for sound. You know, when you're recording, if you've got yeah, a tapestry right. on the wall behind you or whatever, it's gonna redu- or even in front of you it helps reduce kind of that sound bouncing back. Yeah, yeah, slapback. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> yeah, I I think it's called slapback. Whenever you're getting like a really fast echo on mm-hmm. from the room anyway um i it's nicer when you own a place because you feel like okay well like i don't mind investing in this because it's like i'm gonna be here and like i'm not gonna move around i guess if you're gonna like long-term rent a place too it would make sense but sometimes like i feel like things like drilling into brick like i never want to do anything like that in my apartments cause yeah I was like, yeah i'm just gonna like leave and then they're gonna be mad at me that i drilled holes in this brick Yeah, that's the one thing I I would really want, you know, to like own a place for is to really be able to customize it how you want and like drilling into the walls Mm -hmm. or setting up, you know, if I want to get like the Nest thermostat or setting up a bunch of like custom smart home stuff, um, typically you can't really swap that out unless you own the place. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah. What is nice, like I got like a ring alarm system. Mm-hmm. And that is all like super portable. So like mm. if we moved out of here, I could just take down all those. They're all just like on like 3M sticky oh, okay. things. So you can just like, <clears throat> yeah, do it at another place. I want to get one That's of those nice. um, August locks. Well, they have other brands, but August is the one I like. And um, you replace like the deadbolt part of your door with this thing. And mm-hmm. you can uh, basically you just, tap your phone to unlock the door and it does like the the Bluetooth or whatever. And um, you can also grant temporary permission to people. So like if uh, you had, if I was coming to stay at your place or whatever, you could like send me the, the digital key and then I could tap my phone mm-hmm. to like let myself in and uh, then you can revoke it and stuff like that. Nice. It's, it's kind of cool, but that's more intrusive to like install. You got to like take out the current lock in your door and, replace that right yeah landlords aren't a big uh, fan of that yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah no i i think the smart locks would be cool too if i find a really good reason why i want it here i might i might do that but um i saw all that stuff when i was setting up my system there's like a lot of cool things i want to get the like this is like a total like homeowner thing to start worrying about water in your house you know like uh-huh. Because when you're a renter, you're like, well, if it happens, it's not my problem. Exactly. <laughs> and then when you're an owner, you're like, oh, my God, I have to stop the water coming in. <laughs> I must stop the water. Um, so there's like a little sensor you can get to put in your basement that like reads uh, moisture levels. And like if you start to get moisture coming in, like a pipe burst or something, mm-hmm. it like goes off. 
And then you can like uh, call somebody. If you're like out of town or something, you can be like, hey, please go over to my house and shut the water off, you know? And then you could um, just send them the August key and then they can let themselves in. Right, and that's true. <laughs> there okay, you see, there you, you've, you've, yeah, now I need the smart locks. It's so all connected. Let somebody in. Yeah. <laughs> well, our next door neighbor does have our key. So okay. Like, that would be maybe an easy one. But anyway. Yeah, I like, I like sensors. Yeah, smart yeah. home stuff is cool. There's this thing, um, speaking of like home stuff, you can, I haven't done it because it requires the actual like circuit breaker or whatever that goes to the building uh, for electricity, but there's this attachment Mm -hmm. you put on there and um, it monitors your entire, obviously, home's electricity like you can get from your meter. So that's that's nice. You can kind of see a live thing on your phone of that. But it will also uh, somehow it can give you a breakdown, I believe, of usage per, I would say room, but really it's whatever your whatever your different breakers are. So like if you know like breaker one or whatever goes to like the kitchen and the stove, then it would give you stats for each of those, um, which is kind of cool if, uh-huh. you know, you happen to be one of those people who's kind of curious, like how much are my appliances sucking up and uh, stuff like right, that. Right, yeah. So yeah, you can see that. Um, I just, I don't know. I like stats and I like sensors, even if I'm not really going to do much with it. It just feels cool to like be able to see it and kind of feel in control. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Makes sense to me. Um, yeah, I know what you mean. That's like, well, what am I going to do? Like, okay, well, the stove is sort of taking up a lot of power. Like, am I going to buy another stove? Yeah, mm-hmm. right. <laughs> let's, let's spend $3,000 in order to save $5 on the electric bill. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't know what else is new, really. I mean, um, I, I have a mission that I want to get done um, in, like, June, which is to have... This is very pertinent to you, Rob. Uh-huh. A mission. Well, it's because I, I want to have. It's it can't be a bachelor party because I'm not a bachelor anymore. But I never had a bachelor party. Oh yeah. And so I want to do like a guys' weekend thing, hangout. Awesome. Deal. Um, so you got to help me brainstorm for that. Okay. Rob, what, what should we do? How's it gonna? Go? I'm thinking sometime in like late June, you know, because then that's although after that, Jillian's gonna like in her like third trimester and mm-hmm. it's gonna get uh you know it's gonna be crunch time so i don't want to be off partying with the lads yeah <laughs> uh, instead of helping out but yeah that'd be cool yeah i'm not sure I, I think it'd be cool to involve vr in some way because i know like a few of us are interested in vr oh. have fun with that some way yeah um i don't know um, what do you think, Rob? What would you do? If, what did you do for your bachelor party, or did you have a bachelor party? Uh, yeah, I had a bachelor party, but um, I basically I told my friends like, "Look, I just want to have like a grown up sleepover, you know, like you do when you ha- when you're kids." <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I I don't want to do anything that is like you see in like the movies, going out to like the strip club mm-hmm. or gambling or anything like that. Like, right? Yeah. I don't see, I was never interested in that stuff in the first place. I don't see any reason to go out and do it now. Um, so really I just wanted to hang out and have fun. And, um, with the help of my best man, Chris, uh, we decided on doing kind of, um, like a cabin, a cabin excursion. So we got like this nice, uh, 
Airbnb house in the mountains. I don't know what they're called, but the mountain area <laughs> of Virginia, which is kind of near the wedding venue. And we went up there mm -hmm. um, a few days before the wedding and we just stayed together like big house or like, I don't remember off the top of my head, six of us maybe. And um, yeah, yeah, we just got a bunch of like good snacks and uh, there's a grill out back. And so, you know, some people were grilling and uh, we played board games and we went out, did some go there. There's like a little go-kart place nearby. We did some go-karts <laughs> and um, very nice. just, yeah, just hung out basically stuff like that. Nothing too crazy. Plenty of alcohol, but yeah, nothing, nothing <laughs> too wild. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. I mean, I kind of, yeah, I kind of envisioned something similar, especially like the getting like the Airbnb and just everybody, you know, yeah. getting out of their own space, you know, but, um, I also have, I don't know, like I really like golf and this is like, uh, something that I would love to do as part of this, I didn't but know that you I also have golf. this conundrum of like, oh yeah, I, I've played golf for many years and I have about like half of my friends that I would invite would probably be into golfing and the mm -hmm. other half I've probably never golfed or like golfed <laughs> once in their life. And so like, I don't know how to navigate that. Well, I think that would not be my, my brother would did not golf fun. Let's say. Yeah. So my brother, okay, he brother didn't, did he didn't golf. have really a bachelor's party. He kind of had a, or night or anything. He had like an afternoon where all the groomsmen mm -hmm. got together at a golf course and we just, went out and did golfing and then we did lunch after. And I, by the way, I don't know how to golf. I'm terrible. Um, I, I hit the ball a few times, but, um, I, I, I will say I was not looking forward to it because I just think of golf as pretty boring on the surface. But then once I was there, <laughs> yeah. I actually enjoyed myself a lot because it was a beautiful day and it was really just a bunch of people. It's kind of like going to the park. It's just a bunch of people walking around outside, enjoying the fresh air. And we had fun little go-karts again. <laughs> so maybe go-kart and oh, right. golf carts. <laughs> yeah. uh, some sort of cart is necessary. I feel necessary. like go-karts have to be a part of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I feel like go-karts have to be a part of the so, party. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I loved yeah. that part. I loved driving around the greens. And, you know, even if I couldn't hit the balls like it didn't really matter we weren't being competitive we're just like hanging out and we're really just kind of seeing like it's like putt putt i, I enjoy putt putt because that's a little bit more my speed but like see who could get the closest basically yeah. yeah right well i have to say that like you know playing when you're decent at golf like playing golf with a like a lot of people who don't know how to play golf mm -hmm. actually sounds agonizing like that does not sound fun at all like right like you kind of want to be either in it or, or not in it <laughs> <laughs> right and like i i mean i in another circumstance i can imagine like oh yeah it's fun to like have somebody along on the trip that like doesn't know how to golf and that's kind of funny or whatever but if like half the people don't yeah it's just gonna take forever and not be super fun yeah so i don't know well i'm trying to figure that out maybe there's like a way that some people like maybe if you don't want to go golfing in the morning like early then you just don't do that part and you show up for the yeah <laughs> you know yeah that's like true. 11 when we're done golfing you could, um, there's also, you know, since we're brainstorming here, yeah, if you wanted to do kind of an outdoor activity that's a little unique, you could pick something maybe that no one is very familiar with. And just since we're all Americans, I'm going to go out on a limb and say like croquet maybe, or some <laughs> something like that. Cricket. <laughs> Cricket. Yeah. Just, um, yeah. Something that's kind of golf adjacent, <laughs> but maybe, uh, levels the playing <laughs> field. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I could see that. I could see that. Right. But anyway, that that sounds like fun. Yeah. And I'm getting my uh, COVID vaccine on Friday. My first shot. Hey, nice. I'm so excited. I um, I was checking every day and then finally uh, one popped up and I was like, yep, sure, I'll take it. And then I'll figure out how to schedule it later. Nice, nice. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think in Missouri um, now anyone over eighteen can get them. So I just need to like make an appointment and do it. Um, it was up until like a week ago, like you, it was still like in these phases, and you had to fit in in the in the right like group of people. I think Missouri is quite a bit behind a lot of states in that regard. But um, so is Pennsylvania. They're in like phase one B or whatever. <laughs> yeah, but I think now everyone has to because didn't. Uh, Biden made some announcement. April like, nineteen, everyone 19th? has to. Yeah. yeah, so it's it's coming up. Yeah, and but I be eligible, right? I got in on the New York one because I have a New York driver's license with New York address and all that. So, right. um, I've paid exactly. I've paid lots of New York taxes, so I'll get that New York vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right on, right on. Yeah, um, I actually don't have a Missouri license yet. I need to do that. Yeah. <laughs> it just reminded me. Yeah, I'm kind of in limbo. It's it's such a pain to switch. I don't know about Missouri, but switching to Pennsylvania is like, I got a, well, I'm thinking about switching my car registration. I have to do that. That's a huge pain. But like the first mm-hmm. thing is you can't change the registration unless you have a PA license. And it's like, well, mm-hmm. I, I don't really understand why that matters. I'm just, I don't know. Anyway, so I have to go through the process of getting the license, yeah. which means like I need the proof of address, like my lease, and then I need a driver's my old driver's license so they can tear it up. And then I need like a birth certificate and my social security card. And then all of that stuff just to get yeah. the license. And then once I have the license, then I have to go fill out this other form and get it like notarized or whatever. And um Oh my god. And I have to <laughs> really? I have to get Pennsylvania insurance in order to apply for the Pennsylvania uh, vehicle registration. Um, and I don't, I thought you had to have registration in order to get the insurance. I don't know. It's freaking complicated. So <laughs> you know what? They can't complain if I haven't registered yet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I hate it because I, I think the reason why you have to have a different license, all this cause money, right. They want, they want the tax for the money yeah. that you pay to get the license. Right. And I always hate that part cause I have like a five year Illinois license that I paid like a lot of money for. Yeah. And now I'm just going to have to cut it up and pay more money to Missouri to get another license. Such a pain. Uh, yeah. So <sighs> Anyway. Can't fight City Hall. No. This is kind of off topic, but on topic in a way. Of uh, future episodes, we could, um, in addition to kind of our casual hangout episodes like this, we should try and plan out another kind of special focus episode because I think that those Hans Zimmer episodes were a pretty big hit. Maybe we could find something, another topic, and kind of do a similar uh, style. You have any thoughts on that? Yeah, totally. Um, I'm trying to think of what comes to mind. So like a deep dive, right? Like yeah, a deep dive. And it doesn't Zimmer. have to be three episodes. That's just, I think Hans had so much to talk about. But um, we could do you know, a single episode or a two-episode thing. But yeah, like a deep dive on a particular topic that's interesting to one or both of us. Um, or it could be more music. Mm-hmm. Well, like we did ones with music. Yeah. 
Yeah, we did ones with music. I was going to say, is there like an, I mean, I know you're also a big music kind of sewer, so I guess I shouldn't say that was like my topic, but <laughs> I, I guess I felt like that because I, I studied music. But like, um, is there something else that you study? Yeah, I rely on you as like the professional opinion. You're- yeah, so can we do something <laughs> that opposite direction? So then you're oh, supplying yeah, yeah. the professional opinion. Yeah, I, I guess the the only thing I you know is that like um, I like I really like the music ones just because of the medium. It's more enjoyable to inject like sound bites and people can listen to it and kind of think about what we pointed out and then like you know listen to it with a critical ear or something. Um, yeah, we we could you know do one around like design or something, but that's hard to do over a podcast unless there's a visual aid. Um, right. I'm not sure. Hmm. I wonder if there's another like audio medium that is not just music. I guess, I mean, I guess we could do another music one. I don't know. Yeah. Um, or we could do a um, spoken word thing or remember when we did that with, uh, mindfulness and Alan Watts, we could, we could dig a little bit more yeah. into like Alan Watts or something or like a particularly interesting speaker and like talk about their ideas maybe and then we could kind of like include clip it little clippets i was gonna say clips or snippets <laughs> of uh you know like a talk that they had given yeah. mm-hmm. something like that yeah. yeah i'd be down with that i mean we could talk about like our favorite philosophers or something like that maybe yeah that could be um, interesting hmm but yeah we'll uh we'll start thinking about that i was thinking about that because actually i um i stumbled on this composer that i texted you about earlier this afternoon um what's his name Niels Fromm and yeah I'd never heard of him and then I started I clicked on his discography and I was like holy shit he's been around forever he's done he did music apparently for Ad Astra and some other uh movies I didn't even know oh that's where I'd heard that name and okay okay. yeah because I knew I recognized his name the piece that I sent you fundamental values I was really kind of jamming on as like electronic music, this really kind of percussive uh, synthesized flute type. I don't know how you describe it towards the end. Um, does a lot of interesting things with different types of like rhythm going on that um you know i kind of would think of you as the expert to uh listen to and talk about um but i really enjoyed that and then after that it switched to another album which was like this prepared piano of like the um the super um fuzzy type of piano what do you call it um una corda or you know when they make it really really soft um, and it has a really cool effect, very intimate. Mm-hmm.
And uh, so, yeah, I only just started listening to some of his stuff, but you know, I, I kind of would, I would love to learn more about this person and like about his style and we could do kind of like what you're saying about the video games. We could do something where like we, we learn about this person by explaining it to other people. Could be another way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. But I, uh, I also yeah, like the really philosophy cool. idea. We could, we could do both. We could do multiple. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. And then another thought I had is, uh, you know, Patrick is a astronomer, I suppose you could say. I mean, he's like, uh, he leads a, runs a planetarium. Maybe there's some uh, space thing we can do. And Ooh, he can be the Star Talk. Yeah, Star Talk. Uh, I bet he'd be down for something like that, especially like talking about like specific stellar phenomena and like. Yeah, I think that'd be Stuff good. Like Although it was fun to to have him on, um, this isn't really anything with him, but we were recording while we were playing the game, and so our attention really wasn't in the episode. And I think <laughs> that was kind of um, kind of uh, kind of a flop. Uh, it could have been more. I had sure. to I had to cut out a lot. Um, so, but yeah, if we did something where we just actually focused on a a topic, I think it'd be really cool to hear from him yeah talking about some totally you know maybe give us one of his uh canned star talks that he does at the planetarium or maybe something he doesn't get to talk about very often that he's interested in and he could share it with us right or even just like the most current like what are the what's like the coolest current discoveries that are happening you know the muons that you don't really oh that's subatomic particles never mind I was thinking of space, but oh. <laughs> no, that's uh, in particle physics. There's the the recent discovery with the muons. The um, they're a subatomic particle, and their behavior apparently has shown that the standard model of physics doesn't apply, and so it's kind of currently throwing Ooh. physicists through a tizzy because they're like, "Holy shit, do we have to go back to the drawing board?" <laughs> yeah, is that related at all to the Higgs boson? Um, in a way it's particle physics and it's, you know, you study it through like particle accelerators. Um, but the Higgs boson is a different type of particle. Right. Isn't that the thing that like proved, proved the theory that there's dark matter or whatever, because like they were measuring like density of stuff, but the actual matter they could see only accounted for like 30% of that. And isn't that like how, what that kind of proved or something? I don't know. That is a current question that people are investigating i don't know if that is um tied to the higgs boson you might be kind of combining two uh two science questions at the same time i don't know yeah um well i just remember that they're they trying to learn about it through cern and so they built that massive large hadron collider um right. oh no yeah you're right so yeah you can they're probing dark matter with the higgs boson and um, I just looked it up real quick. So it's involved with um, uh, indirect observation, I think, of it. Huh. I didn't know that. I was thinking that the dark matter questions came about with our um, uh, maps of the universe, the uh, background radiation maps, where they have radio telescopes mm-hmm. Just imagine you tune your radio to like static and you were to record all the static, but you do it with really powerful receivers. So they're recording all the static because the universe is filled with energy in these radio waves. 
coming in. And mm-hmm. uh, so we're picking up all this signal. Um, and it may not sound like music, but it is filled with information. And so they process it and they're able to get kind of a heat map of where where there is energy and where there isn't energy in the universe. And, um, you know, so if you have like a solar system or a star or whatever, that's going to show up as like a bright light that has energy. And then the space in between would be negative where it's not. So that's kind of like the rough idea, but you know, extrapolating a few more steps, you have a understanding of gravity and like these things should be, you know, affected by these other objects and long story short, I I thought that the whole exploration on dark matter kind of began when they're looking at this map and these there are parts of the universe that are moving around or being impacted by something that is not showing up on the map. And so yeah. there, a whole bunch of gravity basically is happening, but there's nothing at the center of that gravity. Normally you have a star, a planet, even a black hole, Um, and in this case, it's just empty. So they're kind of filling in the blank with dark matter. That's very simplified. And there's a whole lot more now that we know about it. Um, but I I can't really go into that because I don't have the, I haven't prepared for that. (laughs) I don't have the details. Yeah. It's been, it's been a long time since I, I listened to some podcast where they talked about it and I was like, Mm -hmm. wow, that's amazing. This changes everything. And then I promptly forgot about it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> as did everyone else in the world. I don't mean, except for particle physicists, I guess. But mm-hmm. um, it's certainly interesting to, you know, to prove that all that dead space isn't dead space, you know? Yeah. Um, well, we could talk about stuff like cool. that, too, if we just do a little research ahead of time. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's and, tough. And check our facts. <laughs> but, Yeah. <laughs> I watch a ton of that stuff. See, that's on why YouTube. you need the expert there. Yeah, right. That's why you need the expert there because then you can be like, "Here's what I think I understand, but I know I'm an idiot." So tell me what the truth is. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we'll have to yeah. we'll have to get Patrick on at least talk about the astronomy angle, even if he's not a particle physicist. Right. <laughs> Do you know any particle physicists, Rob? Um, I don't. Well, actually, I don't know about particle physicists, but I know a couple of physicists. Um. I just don't really talk to them very often, so (laughs) I wouldn't be like, hey, get on my podcast. (laughs) I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. So, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, some some good ideas. Did a little little planning together. It's kind of behind-the-scenes podcast talk, I guess, but, uh, you know, if anybody wants to give their two cents, you can. And I, I I was driving around listening to some other podcast. I don't know if it was Lave Radio or is another, but really, actually, most podcasts do this. They have their intro and their outro, and it is consistent. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I don't like to do things canned. I like to do things kind of organic. But on the other hand, I was thinking I should probably mention consistently how people can get a hold of us. Um, And, you know, maybe someday, depending on what episode they listen to, they could get in touch. So... If they do want to give some input, of course, you can join the stereo recording live, um, which I don't give any advance notice for, so it makes it impossible for people (laughs) to plan on. (laughs) Um, Maybe if we uh, schedule it, then I can uh, tweet a few days in advance. But uh, otherwise, you could find us on Twitter, which is at Sorry Topic. 
I thought I would make it easier than having to type out, sorry to get back on topic. Um, and then if not on Twitter, there's Telegram, which is probably even more obscure. Um, you can get the link from our website, joshandrob.com. Josh, the sort of uh, unknown co-host who sort of <laughs> came on once in a while. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so the main places to contact us are joshandrob.com or Twitter at sorry topic. And I don't know if if we need to, I could build out other social accounts. We could do, you know, an Instagram or something, but I don't think anyone is going to use that. So whatever is most useful. Yeah. This is, I think this is a decent idea, Rob, to, to have, uh, I don't want to call it a spinoff podcast, but like to do where maybe we leverage all our contacts and we think about interesting people we know. And if we can convince them to be part of a show where they talk to us about, yeah, I mean, things. like, you know what I mean? That's interesting. Yeah. And honestly, the reason I do podcasting in general is because I, uh, Back like over 10 years ago in college, I was in my dorm room talking with my roommate and friend, Nick, and I thought, man, we're having some really interesting conversations. We should record it and do this new podcasting thing that was just kind of like starting to get popular. And so we did, mm-hmm. and, that, and we started our podcast network where I had four shows, two video podcasts, because video podcasts were also an up-and-coming thing, and then they died. Um, that was when the iPod finally supported video. Anyway, so we had um, uh, an episode talking about tech news, and then we had or a show about tech news, and then we had um, a show specifically about computer hardware, where each episode I would talk to Nick, who was studying um, information systems and like computers and stuff, and I would say like, "Tell me what is it, what exactly does RAM do? How does RAM work in your computer?" Like, what's going on there? And then we'd have, like, another episode about hard drives. How do hard drives work? You know, they spin around. Is it like a record player? And so that was another show. Mm-hmm. And then we had um, a show um, about uh, Apple software where every week we would have kind of, like, a new Mac app that came out that was cool. Um, and then I think I had a cooking show where it was, like, college cooking with, like, on a really low <laughs> on a really low budget fun things that you can make. Um but in general, it was just like me talking to my friends. Uh, I had Nick and then also Mike. And then that's also how I met Josh. Uh, Josh was at one of these mm-hmm. podcasting club meetings on campus. And uh, he's a huge Apple fan. And so I, we podcasted with him to talk about Apple stuff. But uh, the point of that story was that, yeah, it's always been about just kind of me talking to people that I think are interesting and knowledgeable about a certain thing. And I, I don't remember our first episode, but I, I remember feeling like, oh, it'd be really cool if I could podcast with Alex because then I could finally have someone to talk to about all my music stuff because no one else I know (laughs) is into the type of music I am or listens to it the same way that I am. Um, So it's, it's great to have your kind of professional background on that and we could keep extending that to, yeah, Patrick or anyone else get out the rolodex yeah and maybe just you know rotate it rotate it through or something like have different i don't know like because it's it's easy to like um feedback on stuff when you're just prompted like when you just ask me questions about music it's like that's the easiest podcast because it's like i know about this and i can just tell you Mm -hmm. but i assume that people would like to hear that about a lot of different topics 
Um, yeah. And it also keeps it interesting for us too, I think, you know? Yeah, for sure. Uh, always something different and new. So maybe we'll have to explore that for future episodes. Yeah. The hard part is finding people with good microphones. Like, no, no <laughs> offense to Chris Castaneda, but like I tried to you know, get his sound quality up there, but it was just pretty bad. He was using regular Apple AirPods. And, the you know, mm-hmm. the typical type of um, earbuds that you have for phones are really meant to kind of, like, pick up kind of the wide environment so it can easily hear you when you're on a phone call. But when you're recording for a podcast, you actually want a very focused microphone that's not going to pick up any of that ambient noise. And... um yeah, it's you know for a good one, for a good one it's a decent investment. Mine was like a hundred bucks, um, which is mm-hmm. a pretty it's a pretty good middle range of like l- the highest quality for lowest price point because you can easily go to four or five hundred for you know really great microphones. Um, so yeah, when when you're kind of like reaching out to people who don't already do podcasts, it's hard to um, get them to have a nice setup. Um, I think Patrick sounded really great on the podcast. I don't know what he uses. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure either, but I think he got some stuff because he does uh, live streams for the Planetarium. Mm, so okay. I think they probably funded some some equipment for him. Yeah. Um, what I was going to say is, um, you know, some of the podcasts, it's a little easier to forgive when the two hosts are, or the, a host is on a nice microphone, but the other person's like calling in, you know, like, I feel like that happens a lot on like Radio Lab or shows like that where, you know, Robert and Jad sound really like clear, but then they're obviously talking to somebody on the phone right. who like yeah, is coming to a, a phone filter. A dial so, in, yeah. Yeah. I think, I feel like that's tolerable. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> maybe like, Rob's like, no thanks, I'm not interested. No, I think I think that <laughs> is that fine. Yeah, trash. but when it's just like me and another person, then I don't know mm-hmm. about that. Yeah, because <clears throat> then it's like fifty fifty. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, cool. I guess I'll just have to co-host them with you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we need some need some more voices, more good quality voices. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm gonna try to get outside. I'm gonna try to get outside today, Rob, because Do it's it. beautiful. And I was outside most of like the afternoon. Necessary. Yeah, we've got a porch on our Airbnb, so I was hanging out there with my very nice my work laptop. I just got it in the mail. I start my new job tomorrow, by oh, the nice. way. So yeah, I got that. Oh yeah, we didn't even talk about that. Oh yeah, man. Now I feel like we should. We need an addendum to talk about your new job. Are you excited? Um, a mix of, you know, excited and, and nervous, um, but we'll see how it goes. It, yeah, I'm sure the first week will kind of be getting acclimated and doing a bunch of training and stuff, mm-hmm. but, um, but yeah, actually maybe next Sunday we could do one and, uh, I'll have had my first week and I'll have had my vaccine and, uh, we'll have, we'll have that to talk about. Yeah, for sure. That sounds good. Cool. Let's plan on it. Awesome. All right. Well, Dig through your Rolodex, find your interesting friends, <laughs> and uh, okay. we can plan some podcasts and uh, plan a bachelor party. Yeah, sounds good, man. <laughs> All right, talk to you later. All right. Bye. Yeah, see ya.